With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't really realize by saying, I'll never, whatever it is, da 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 how much you're really shutting yourself off to. Because many times it wasn't about what I thought was going to turn me on. But through that encounter, I uncovered something that totally blew me away. It wasn't the primary thing that really hooked me. It was the secondary thing that I was like, whoa. Hello, loves. Welcome back to Open Late. I am your host, Jessica Scandiari, and this is a Soulfire production. I am so stoked for today's guest, who is another podcaster. This is Layla London today from The Curious Girl Diaries. And she is just the girl next door who recently decided to explore her sexuality. Um, Well, maybe this was about six years ago now, since that's how long The Curious Girl Diaries has been uh, a podcast. But this was after a three and a half year self-imposed dry spell. She woke up one day and said, what the heck am I doing with myself? And why have I shut the door to my sexuality? So she decided to stop wasting the pretty and get out there. I love, love, love hearing this from you. And I can't wait to dive into more about you, Layla. But first, welcome to the show. And please take a moment to introduce yourself in any way that you want to. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. We just had a great interview uh, for my show. And so we're riding, I'm riding high off of that. Let's see, how do I want to introduce myself? Well, I really do kind of consider myself just the girl next door. And I did decide, you know, at one point, like I really just had this kind of come to Jesus moment with myself in the bathroom mirror saying, what am I doing? Why am I, why have I just turned off this vital part of myself for so long? And, you know, it just struck me like, this is not okay. And so I very quickly decided that I needed to change that and I wanted to do that quickly. And so I kind of attacked this problem like I would any business problem. (laughs) And I just made a plan, worked my plan. And within 10 days, I had broken that dry spell and I was off on a very fun adventure with my first sex bucket list and my first podcast and ready to just make it happen and explore and see who I was at the end of that year of uh, indulging, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. I, I have so many questions and I want to backtrack for a moment because yeah, you've been known to say you have like the sexual bucket list and the sex road trip that you've been on. What I'd, I'd love to know what inspired the dry spell. So before you had the inspiration that you wanted the sexual liberation, what made you want to go three and a half years without any sex in the first place? Yes. Well, I keyed into something on you. So when we were talking in my interview, so I have a feeling this is going to be relevant to you. I think some of it's going to resonate. Uh, I'm just a very much a type A and I love business. That's kind of like my first love. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life, most of my adult life. I mean, like literally I have no resume. It's like on a floppy disk somewhere. Like I'm, I, I tell people I'm, I'm just un, unemployable. Like nobody would hire me now. I've been working for myself for far too long, but I just really loved what I did and was good at it, really good at it. And so I got a lot of my, my value and my validation. And it's what made me an, an ego pump and drive and you know, all this stuff. So I was just super, I just got a lot of positive reinforcement and it got to the point where I kind of like protected that, like, like a lover, you know, like anybody that came along in my life, I didn't want to make space for because the perception was that they would take time away from what I did that really validated me. Mm. And so it's not something like you set out to do. It's just over time 
you get into the habit of it and you just repeat it because, you know, it's working for you. Yeah. And one day I woke up and just said, this is just complete and utter bullshit. Like, what am I doing? I, I, I mean, I literally said, stop wasting the pretty, you know, this isn't going to, this is not the way you look is not going to last forever and enjoy it, you know, and, and make a journey and an adventure out of it and just see who you are at the end of it. That was my big burning question when I started all this was like, okay, who am I becoming? Who will I be at the end of this? Because I really just thought I'm going to do this for a year. And then I'm going to knock these things off my list. And then I'll just go back to my vanilla life. And that'll be that. Yeah. So you, and that's so interesting that we think that this is going to be this little pocket of time I know. Right, with, with nice little bookends. <laughs> like, I know. Totally. No, it's like, this is a chapter, you know, like, I'm just like, I'm not, it's not going to change me. I didn't think, you know, but, but it's interesting because if you go back and listen to when I first started all this, that was a question that, that ran around, you know, in my mind and came out in my podcast was like, okay, well, if I, what does this make me, you know? And I just want to make sure I still have one toe left in the vanilla world because that's really who I am. And that's what I'm going back to. And I just want you to be clear on that fact. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it crazy how we, we like to stay tied or tethered to exactly what we know and the idea of who we think we are before and while and during and after we're jumping into something new. It's like we have to keep, yeah, that one foot on the other side of the line. Yes. In order to feel safe. Totally. It reminds me, this is, you know, doesn't really have to do with anything we're talking about, but it kind of does. When I was 22 or 23, I moved across the country from Philadelphia to Las Vegas with three of my best girlfriends, packed up two cars and just drove cross country. And we all got jobs working in nightclubs. It was so glamorous. And then we, but we said we would go back in one year. We said we were going to all work at these different places. I was working at the Win and Encore and we were going to save all of our money from our pool jobs. And exactly one year later, we were going to move home when our lease was up. And it's so funny to think that like we even left a home and furniture and one of our girlfriends living there to like hold down the fort because we were coming back. And that was like, 17 years ago right. or something like that. And I've never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. To, to what you're sharing, it's like, I think in what you're saying too, it's, it's almost like I can hear that you knew, even though you wanted to keep one foot on the other side, one toe in the vanilla world, that you actually knew that this was going to change you deeply to your core. Is that, is that sort of true? Yeah. Something in me told me that. And so I was that was a little scary, you know, mm-hmm. the, un- the unknown, which is interesting because um, I loved the unknown in business, I, which a lot of people don't. I mean, I just learned to embrace it, was what I was good at, and, you know, seeing opportunities where other people didn't see it, and just, just being adventurous and, and a little bit of a maverick, I guess, in what I did. And then I just kind of started to apply that to my sex life, you know, and my, and, and what I was and how I was spearheading this and the direction I was driving it. And it got, that's when it really got fun. You know, I was just like, it doesn't matter who I've been, you know, it just, I'll, when I'm, you know, when I arrive at a new place or, you know, internally I'll know, and it's okay. And it, this is like, that was, the stuff that I kind of feared the most is what I started to embrace. And that's what made it the most exciting. And when I really started to learn the most about myself. Mm, I love hearing that. So tell me a little bit about what those, I guess, first couple experiences were like, because you said you made a plan and worked your plan. So was it like, okay, you got on a bunch of dating apps and you were just going to like see what was happening or did you go out you know, to a party and you're like, I'm going to take home the first guy I see, like what, what was the plan and how did it go? So the plan was, um, first of all, I just had to be clear about what I wanted to accomplish. Right. So hence the sex bucket list. And, you know, it sounds like such a funny little tool, but it really has shaped this, the evolution of me sexually and helped in, it's just a tool that's helped in so many ways. It made me clear on, 
you know, what was important and what I wanted to do, you know, like what, what was fun coming up, what I was shooting for, you know, what's the target here. And then it also helped because when I was meeting new partners, I got to, that was the story I got to lead with. It, it, it made this process of moving into something different that I'd never done before easier to do because I would, you know, I did, guess I did got on, you know, I got on these uh, dating sites or if you want to call them that, uh, you know, just sites that are, you know, they're, they're, they're dating, but you know, it, it's understood that people are looking for a sexual connection. And so I was able to lead with the, with the sex bucket list. I was like, this is what I'm doing. I've de- I'm devoting a year to this. I've got these things on my list. Do you want to help me knock them off? Does this sound like fun? Well, what red-blooded American male is going to be like, no, that sounds like a total drag. You yeah. know, like, so, sorry, so, uh, I can't help you with that. Let me try to find somebody who can, right? Yeah. No one's saying yeah, that. Yeah, not me, but you know, maybe that, maybe I can hook you up with this guy over there or give you a recommendation. No. So it just, you know, it was a great icebreaker and, you know, and, and it made it, it instantly kind of bonded you to that person because now you guys are working towards something together and you mm. have a common goal you're talking about it and it's fun. You know, you're planning, you're making it happen. And even if they were more experienced than you already had experience in that area, they knew they, they built off your excitement and it was fun to see somebody, you know, that just approached it with such, I guess, wonder, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is so exciting. I, you know, I can't wait. It's like, you know, I mean, you're treating this encounter that you're about ready to have, like you're going on the best vacation of your life, you know? And so you show up with that energy and it just, it's contagious and, and, you know, and it catches on. So that was just, you know, and, and since then I've just repeat, kind of like came up with this process and I just, I repeat it. And it's fun because not everybody, you know, all the things on my list weren't for each potential partner. And so that allowed me then to also experience multiple partners at the same time and just have, you know, have this experience with this person and then have that experience with that person and not trying to like find one person that's going to knock everything off my list and be totally into it as I was. So everybody, every partner I had was always totally into whatever it was that we were working together towards. And that was, (laughs) that made it extra fun too. Wow. That's incredible. Layla, I love hearing you talk about how you really got to know what you wanted. You got really clear about what it was. And then that actually made your communicating and your connection with people more effortless, right? And so I just, I love that because we never really, well, I can speak for myself and sort of the community that I know and the culture that I see. Um, It seems like we don't do that in relationships. We sort of get into these experiences with people that we might have chemistry with and like butterflies and this and that. But it's not often that people lay out like a sexual agenda or even just have the conversation around what the desires are, what you're willing to do, what are your wants and your, your, no, your, your don't wants or your will nots and things like that Yeah. until like maybe not ever. And in some cases, not really for a long time into a relationship until things maybe become rocky or stale and then you're reassessing what desires are. But we're like having these, you know, sexual relationships and never really having a plan of action or having clear communication around what desires are. And that's something that I talk about a lot on my show and just with people in general that I work with. Um, And so I think it's really cool that you, you know, being open or non-monogamous isn't really in the fabric of how you decided to do this. But the fact that you came out with, I want to get clear on what I want and then communicate that made things much more effortless for you. And it sounds like for the people that you were choosing to engage with and the partners that you had to really get excited and be on the same page. And it gave them a very clear path for how to support you and how to be involved in a really fun way. So I love that. Yes, totally. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, so we're going to dive right in. I have a lot of questions and we'll come yeah. back because I have some questions around the beginning and how this all you know, started and what this brought up for you. But 
you talked about engaging with different partners. And I know, you know, based on our conversation for your show <laughs> just a little bit ago, that you are dying to have a threesome. So how has, yes. you know, someone who, you know, has become Layla London, this persona who's, you know, has the Curious Girl Diaries for six years now and is so sexually expressive, never happened upon a multiple partner situation. Like it sounds like you've dated and had experiences with multiple people, um, you know, just like not at the same time, but like dating multiple people at once, but not ever in the bedroom. I, my mind is blown. Yes, I know. My mind is blown too. And I'll be honest, like this is the bane of, this has become the, 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 the curse, you know, it's like the, what is that? Didn't, didn't there used to be like the curse in like, uh, Boston on that, on Boston, the, that baseball oh, team, like the, yeah. I mean, like the Red Sox, the Red Sox. Yes. I don't know why that escaped me, but, um, I just, I don't know. It's become the bait. It's been on my sex bucket list since year one. And what ends up happening is I'll start prospecting for it and then I'll be close to it. You know, like I'll be with a partner at a sex party or, you know, we'll be, f we'll start to talk about finding a third. And so the minute that it sort of comes up and I've even had, you know, gone on dates with other couples with the intention that, you know, let's check each other out and see if there's something that works here. And every time I get into it, I start to nitpick. I'll nitpick someone and it's either the guy or the girl, you know, usually I'm like, okay, I'm not as attracted to her as I am to him, or usually it's the converse. Cause I've never been with a woman. That's what I'm the most curious about. I'm not anxious. You know, I'm not anxious over being with another guy. I know dudes, I I've mastered that, you know, like mm -hmm. I know, yeah. I know what men are about, but like when it comes to being with a woman, I'm like, I want there to be this flirtatious excitement. I want it to be this experience that I haven't experienced before. And I don't know if that's unrealistic. I don't know, you know, if maybe I'm just setting this impossible standard and I just need to lighten up. I'm not really sure yet, like why I keep sabotaging the opportunities that have come my way. But, um, you know, I, I've been very close and then I'm just like, something just doesn't feel right. So I've listened to my gut on that. And, um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was, we, I was with someone and we found this couple that we thought, you know, they were very attractive, both of them and equal. It was equal. I was like, she's a 10, he's a 10, you know, in my book, I'm like, wow, they're stunning. And we could have, I could have, uh, done that, you know, and then I sent my, it was awful because I kind of left my partner in the lurch a little bit. I was like, yeah. You know, he was like, well, do you think, do you want to, do you want to get together with them? They're, you know, and I said, you know, I, I wasn't around. I was actually out of town. Thank God. You know, <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not, you know, when I'm not in town, why don't you just, just go ahead, you know, go, go be with them. And I want to hear all about it. But I really, the truth was, I really didn't want to just something I couldn't connect with, with, the, with those two and the other two. And I didn't know why. And, um, and he, he went and it, and then come to find out they were sort of having some relationship issues. And mm. then he discovered that by being around them and being with them intimately. And so I was like, see, my intuition was right. <laughs> I dodged a bullet. I'm glad I wasn't, you know, Absolutely. so I was, pick, you know, I was definitely picking up on something, but I didn't know what it was, you know, so. Well, that's brilliant. You yeah. trusting your intuition. And it just means that you are likely you, your higher self that like knows all is guiding you towards the perfect experience for your first time. And so, and that's why it hasn't happened yet. It feels yes. like very clear. But I think I'm actually on the cusp of it happening right now. Okay. I love that. Because a guy that I'm seeing is, um, he's bisexual. And so I'm like, okay, this is great. You know, cause he's prospecting, he's going to find the guy 
And, you know, then we can just all have a good time. And I like it because I don't have to do the heavy lifting. He, you know, (laughs) I love it. I, as a woman, let me just say, I would definitely consider myself a pillow princess. I love the pampering and all that. That's why I want the two guys. I'm like two men on me at once. Oh my gosh. How exciting is that going to be? And, and to get all that attention, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm very excited for that. And, um, and, and I'm comfortable with, with my partner that, you know, I'm going to be doing this with. So, uh, I think it'll, I, I think I'm fingers crossed it happens. (laughs) I'm sure it will. If you feel like you're on the cusp of it now, you know, your intuition knows you'll have to keep us posted because I have to know, (laughs) like, I can't wait for you to talk about it on your show. There's I'm going to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And then every social media post is going to be about it, about it, about it. (laughs) So it's Once so I finally great. check that one off, I'll be like, yes. I mean, this is like my Mount Kilimanjaro. Like I haven't, I yeah. haven't been able to just conquer it. So. Oh, that's so great. And I love that it is potentially going to be two guys for your first time. I, um, you know, I, I don't, I actually can't choose which I prefer. Um, and I went a very long time, not a, not a very long time, but for the first couple of years of our relationship, um, we'd only had threesomes with women. Um, my husband's heterosexual and I honestly, the idea of being with two men at once kind of freaks me out, felt very overwhelming. Um, so we didn't do it for a long time and like, lo and behold, I was like, wow, I've really been missing out once it did happen. Yeah. What did you love about it? Everything you're saying, I didn't realize how much of a pillow princess I was and that I wanted to be, but, um, it's different when, when I'm with a man and a woman, everything is very, you know, um, not equal, but it's, you know, everyone sort of has a part to play. Right. And, you know, everyone can sort of do things to each other in that situation, just because of our, our dynamic. Um, and I love the idea of like taking a break and relaxing and watching or like, you know, participating a little bit and and there's a really really nice flow to that yeah whereas when I was with two men um and I've never been with men that are bisexual I've only ever been in a situation with two like heterosexual men um but like you don't really get a break (laughs) as the woman in that situation which is like kind of I didn't realize how exciting that would be for me, I mean, and you obviously can take a break at sex and like, okay, I need to get water. I need to like pee yeah, or yeah. something like that. You know, sex is not like porn where everything is so curated. It's goofy and silly. And, right. Um, you know, I love that nature of it, but I also like love being the center of attention for the whole time. Um, it's not always what I want, but it is amazing when their only focus is you. <laughs> like pretty great. I know. I know. Looking forward to this. Oh, you're selling me even more on it. Yes. Yeah. It's so great. And it's funny that you said not wanting to do any of the heavy lifting. Um, (laughs) I've, (laughs) I don't think I've talked about this on my show, but, um, I would get so busy sort of, we have this very much in common, like loving our work and being super into our work, um, that, you know, I didn't have time to be on an app or to be anywhere. And so, my husband would often like do a lot of this sort of scouting, whether it was for like another woman or another man mm-hmm. or a couple or whatever for me, because he would be in like maybe in a relationship and not really concerned with anything new, but he would be like yeah. finding me people to like date. I love or hook that. Up with. Yeah. He's actually so great at it. So. And who knows you better? You know, I mean, I'm sure he can, he can pick really great fun, you know, partners that you're going to connect with and have chemistry with. Yeah, he has. It's like one of his amazing qualities, but yeah, it's a gift. (laughs) So, so coming back to, to you, I'm, I'm so interested what inspired, you know, the podcast from day one, because it's one thing to say, okay, I'm like going to pull the sheets off of this thing and I want to go on a journey for a year, right? You mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a year and have the sexual awakening and, and you know, go down the, the list of my bucket list. But what made you want to document the whole thing this way from, from day one? 
Yes. Good question. I, you know, originally it was not the intention to actually podcast per se. I thought, um, I really got inspired in the very beginning by a really amazing sex blogger. And I, I think she's hands down like the best sex blogger out there. And, um, her, st- her, uh, website's girl on the net. Mm. She's over in the UK. You should check her out, but just a amazing, uh, work body of work really. And she's an excellent writer and she writes all this erotica and she kind of did a sexual journey and that really, and I thought, okay, I thought I'm good because I want, because documenting it was important. I wanted to, I wanted to remember I, my, I was fascinated with and, and really intrigued by who am I becoming? So I wanted to make sure that I memorialized that whole thing, that whole process. So the initial thing was make your sex bucket list, do this for a year, and then just close that chapter, come back to normal life and resume on. But you, but you want to have that documented because you always want to be able to look back on it and not just by memory. You know, you really want it memorialized with exactly the, what you were thinking and feeling at the time. So I loved her stuff and her writing. And I thought, I'm going to start a blog. What I'll do is I will blog about these experiences and that's how I'm going to memorialize it. But what I come to, came to find out is I'm a terrible writer. It's painful. I sound nothing like her. She's perfect. And I'm a shitty writer. You know, and I was just like, this isn't working. And it was really hard every time I'd had an experience with someone for me to sit down and get it out, you know, get it out, type it, you know? And so I thought, okay, I don't have, I'm not a good writer, but I have the gift of gab. So I'm going to do a podcast instead. So then I've, I switched it at the, cause I started doing this in around September ish, August, August of 2016. So then, and I was, I had the website and I was doing the, you know, writing the blogging. Then I said, screw this, this is awful. And I decided to podcast. And so I just, that's where the blog stopped and the podcast took off, but people started to listen somehow they caught on to it. And then when the end of the year came around, you know, and I was kept saying, okay, I'm going to be shutting this down. People were like, no, don't, don't do it. You know? And I thought, well, I could go for another year. So it was really because of people listening and learning from you that you decided to keep going with the exploration on the personal level or just like sharing it publicly. Well, with both. I mean, I, I, at the end of that first year, I mean, obviously I realized like, whoa, I've just, I have done a lot, but I have just scratched yeah. the surface. And, and I realized that this is, this isn't something that you just take out and put away. This is something that should be an ongoing priority for me because it changed me so much and I learned so much and I, I wanted to keep that momentum going. So, um, you know, I said, well, I'll do it one more year. You know, I didn't know what the end point was. And so there were several years in there that I just kept threatening that each year was going to be the last year. And then, you know, and then it was, well, this model isn't really sustainable because it's predicated on me getting out there and having all these experiences. And, you know, I do have a life to live. I can't just, you know what I mean? Like, I can't just be doing this 24 seven. And so I, I then thought, you know, you just have to find a way to evolve the show and to you know, keep going with it, with what you're doing, but take some of the pressure off yourself. And so that's when I really started to also realize like, there's this wonderful community out of, out there, you know, of people that are, um, in this same genre under, under this big umbrella of this sexuality umbrella or where, where our podcasts get stuck, you know, in the sexuality zone. And that I wanted to talk to those people and find out what their experiences were. So it, it's really just been this evolution. Mm, I love that. Who, who have been some of your, or maybe your top, your favorite guests, actually, once you started to open up the podcast and do a lot more interview style? I mean, I'm sure you have many, but yeah, if you could speak to a few. I have a lot of really, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be hard. I, I can pinpoint a few just for specific reasons, but 
again, like when I, I get to sit down like with you and we've had two, this is our second conversation today. And I just get to meet people. Like when I was looking at your stuff and researching you and, and you know, what you're all about, it's like, so fascinating to me. I'm, I get to sit down and have these great conversations with people that are like-minded that I otherwise wouldn't have access to. So it's so fascinating and interesting. And it helps me, you know, by validating what I'm doing. Cause even though we're all kind of coming at it from these different angles and ways and means we're really sitting, you know, we're really, we really stand for a lot of the same common principles mm-hmm. and our message is very similar. And so I just love, I love finding that. Um, probably one of, to answer your question though, probably just, I, one of the people I was just most fascinated with was, um, I had a guy, uh, and I'd love to introduce you to him if you're interested in having him on, um, Eric Everhart. He's a, he's a ex porn star who's been with like 5,000 women and he teaches men how to be these excellent lovers. And, and he, I, I mean, everything he says about women's bodies is spot on. I'm like, (laughs) it's so thrilling to hear it coming from a man. Yeah. Let's have him on the show for sure. I'm I'm telling you. And you'll love what he says about, you'll love what he says about threesomes. He helps people with like the, the uh, understanding, the hierarchy, knowing what, where women are coming from with it, knowing where men are coming from with, I mean, just you name it, you get to sit and discuss and break down a sexual subject and topic from somebody that seriously knows this stuff. That is a true expert. Yeah. A true, he's a true expert. And I watched some of his porn, you know, and then his threesome, this was the funny thing, his male, female, female threesome was spot on my exact fantasy of how I've always wanted that to play out when there's another woman involved. And I was like, you, this man knows me. (laughs) I'm literally like writing this down. So I'll go watch this immediately after we hang up. (laughs) I'll introduce you to him. I'll introduce you to him. He's great to have on. He's a great guest and I would um, love that. just has all these books and teaches and, and just, yeah, super fun. Yeah. So I would say I had him on three times. Like I did a three-part series with him because there's so much of his content to uh, dig into. And not to mention, you know, he can also speak very, obviously very proficiently on, you know, the, the, what porn's really all about and, and why, you know, why it does get taken out of context and why people shouldn't take it out of context. It, you know, that it's just nothing more than a performance. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, don't base your sex life on that. It's a performance. Yeah. I think that's such a wild topic too, that I would love to, to dive more into. It's actually on my list of, I want to have more porn stars on the show to sort of talk about porn in this way of, you know, because a lot of people use it as sex ed, you know, we kind of touched on this on your show and it's just not what it's meant for. And so it is taken out of context so, so much. And, you know, like anything, everything in our lives has the light side and the shadow side to it. And so I Mm -hmm. think porn gets such a bad reputation, but in a lot of ways, it's like one of the only places that people actually see themselves you know, identified in sexual situations. Um, you know, I think porn's been instrumental for the gay, you know, male community um, through the years in like showing them representation. And, um, you know, but the fact that it's most people's only introduction to sex is really a shame. Um, but that's not porn's fault, right? That's our society's fault and the education system's fault. Yeah, you can take anything you 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 can take anything and misconstrue it. And, Mm -hmm. um, it really is there for entertainment. And also like, I'm a, I'm a fan of it because again, it's for, you know, you can use it in a way that's productive. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I just am almost done with, I have a little, just a super short little course, uh, freebie little course on just how to create your sex bucket list and where to get ideas. And porn's a part of that, you know, and it's like watching just very quickly, you know, watching some things and, you know, if you're not sure what you're interested in, go to a porn site and just click on their subjects. Just look at that list. Something is going to jump out at you. Like if you literally have no idea, 
peruse that, you know, and then, and you'll start to see things that you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. What's that about? You know, I mean, it, it sends you on this fun little fact finding mission and it'll help kind of get you going on like what you think is interesting and stuff you want to try. This is so, so, so true. Um, on this kind of topic, I'm, I'm curious for you, what's been maybe the most eye-opening sexually that you found that you're really into that you would have never found having not sort of created, you know, Layla London. Mm -hmm. BDSM. Mm. That is really my lane. I really love it. <laughs> yeah. I never Tell thought, I never, it. I never in a million years thought that that was for me because I misunderstood it. I didn't understand it. I didn't really know what it was about. And I got lucky that I came across someone that uh, had a lot of experience in that area and led me through it just almost perfectly in the sense that he didn't put, he knew how to introduce it over time. He understood not pushing my limits. And he also understood saying no to me when I was asking for something that was really probably that I wasn't ready for. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, it, it just, that right there, it's, it's not very, it's, it's fun as an adult woman to come across something that teaches you so much about yourself more than, you know, that this, that's this unexpected surprise and area of growth with, yeah. as well as being hot and sexy and just some of the best most exciting sex deep and deeply connected sex of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. That's kind of yeah. my lane too. I love it very, very much. I like, um, dynamics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just able to go before that. I just kind of thought, you know, I loved sex and I, I was always felt I was good at it, but I never really connected with a partner the way you hear people connecting, like the way you hear about it out there, you know, like that it's this deep, deep connection. And maybe I wasn't fully present before, but this is, this is my way that I can be fully present with a partner and the most expressive and vulnerable and connected and all that stuff all at once. And it's just, whoo. It is mm. hot. It's just hot as it's hot as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Oh, it really, yeah. Well, I'm happy that you discovered this. Imagine, imagine a world where you never decided to dive into the deep end this way. I know. I never knew. And I always tell people, it's like, you know, you don't know what you don't know. One of the biggest lessons I have learned over these six years is never say never. I have when, if you listen to, like I said, you know, when I started six years ago, there was a lot of nevers. There was a lot of, these are my boundaries. These are my rules. This is not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself, oh my gosh, totally turned on by something that you never thought would light your fire like that. And I am so grateful to that lesson. I mean, one of, like I said, one of my biggest takeaways is just, you just don't know. And if you're, and you don't really realize by saying I'll never, whatever it is, da, 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 how much you're really shutting yourself off to, because many times it, it wasn't about the experience that I had going, going in straight in for a bucket list item. It was, it may have not been that specific thing that turned me on that what I thought was going to turn me on, but through that encounter, I uncovered something that totally blew me away by being there and being in that circumstance. It wasn't the primary thing that, that really hooked me. It was the secondary thing that I was like, whoa, how did that happen? What was that? I want to, now I, now I found another thing I need to explore more deeply and go further with. Yeah. We, you, we, you just don't know what you don't know. And it's as simple as that. If we can, I think, understand that more, um, people would try so much more in life and get so much more out of life. If you led with that, 
curiosity, which, you know, curious girl. That's why I'm the curious girl. That's <laughs> yeah. why I call that the curious girl. Like, Cause I feel like when you stay curious and playful, then a lot, then a lot, you're, you're, you're setting yourself in the right direction. A lot can come from just that. And the, the thing with the, you know, not sit, you know, never saying never is I know to say there's certain things that I'm pretty sure I won't be into ever. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying, you know, never, cause it's just very intentional. It's well, I just don't think right now that's really in my wheelhouse or for me, you know? So I just sort of changed my language about certain things. Yeah. So smart. Language is everything. Yeah. Um, so how much of Layla influences your real life? Well, not that this isn't your real life, but obviously this, this is your real life, but you have this online part of yourself. And then obviously you're anonymous in many ways. So is there a big separation in your life? Um, do your close friends and family know about this? Or is this a very private, very segregated, um, you know, container? Yeah. Um, so it is very, it is a very segregated container. So none of my family know. Um, but, and, and just a handful of friends do. Um, and it's something that I think about all the time. There's some beauty in being able to have the two worlds separate. But then there's times where you're having, you know, you're in these relationships with different people and it's, you know, it it is that it does become sort of like a double life, you know, a, a little bit. It can feel like that at times. Um, and the odd thing though, is that I am very much a hundred percent myself on the podcast in these relationships that I have and I don't hold anything back mm-hmm. on that level. It's just, I just struggle with the judgment and the maybe loss of some of the things that I've identified myself as or with as far as groups or communities that I'm in, you know, and it definitely would be, could be frowned upon. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've just, it's like, I don't know. It's a really, it's a something I, I, I struggle with all the time, you know, cause it's not, like I said, there's no, there's no divide in who I am just because I, I gave myself a, a, a pseudonym to hide behind. Everything is hundred percent me. Everything I say, I mean the, all the, and I've said some stupid shit over the years, trust me, you know, like, but it's all, but you know what? I, that part, I don't mind, I don't mind any of that. Like, I really do want people to know who I am and I've vowed to put it all out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I feel like I have done that. It's just, do I want my, I don't know, vanilla world imploding? <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know. And, and the thing is, I don't even know that it would. I don't know that it would. I have seen instances where I recently moved to Florida in the summertime this past summer from California. I lived in, lived in California my whole life. There was a woman that got um, her, she had kids that went to a, a certain school and in a diocese that, not my diocese, but, but a diocese in a neighboring city. And she was, had an OnlyFans account and she, her husband like was kind of a cuckold. And so she did this hot wifing and things like that. And she had a OnlyFans account. And some of the parents found out and they kicked her kids. They expelled her kids from school. Now I'm not in jeopardy of that same scenario happening, but she also then wasn't welcome back at church and things like that. And, you know, and, and when you belong to private organ, you know, when you're a part, when you go to a private organization, like a church or something like that, um, you're subject to 
of their rules. If they don't like what you put on your social media, mm-hmm. you know, like they can ask, you can, you're, it's a private organization. They can say you're not welcome for any reason, really. And so. Yeah. I think that kind of stuck, it really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It made an impression. And I don't know if it's the right, I really don't know if it's the right way to be about it. Um, because I, I'm not ashamed of what I'm doing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you're aware that there are people who can't handle it and who would handle it in a, in a way that would be very either uncomfortable or traumatic or displeasing to the way that you love to conduct your personal life. And I mean, it is such a shame hearing that story, right? It's like, uh, it makes me shudder to think um, how far people will go to hurt someone else when they're really just afraid of what's happening. They don't understand it. Yeah. Right. Um, but Layla, like what I love about, about your situation and hearing how you've navigated this, you know, you said a name to hide behind, but I, you know, I honestly look at it as you created a structure to actually live authentically the way that you want Mm -hmm. to, and to explore and dive into your sexuality and experience liberation and help other women and men, you know, who, who listen to your podcast in a really big way, um, while still maintaining a, a private personal life that you want to also, which I think is um, incredible because so many yeah. people in your maybe upbringing in your social circles or your culture would have just said, well, I can never do this. Even if I want to explore my sexuality, I won't be able to because of what people will say or what people will think or what people will do to me in retaliation for that. And so what you've done is create, um, yeah, you've, you've created a way because there are a million ways to do it actually, but we just, we only know this model right in this box. And you're like, that's not going to be me. I'm going to create this structure so that I can have the best of both worlds and, and I can have, you know, my cake and eat it too. Totally. And, and, there's nothing saying that at some point I won't, I won't come out. That was my that next question. Come out. That was um, my next question. Yeah. It's not off the table. It's not, I mean, it's totally not off the table. I think, I think there's a very good possibility that, that I will do it. Um, I think the one thing that's to me of interest or been exciting is that, you know, in a very Instagram social media type world where it's like women are sexualized, obviously. And it's this whole thing about where am I fuckable or not? I get to let the content and the message that I'm delivering just kind of stand on its own. Mm -hmm. And the receiving of that has been amazing. You know, it's like, nobody's seen me there's, I have one, you know, the one picture I do have like on my Instagram and then on other social media, it's, it's part of my face, but it's, you know, you can't see all of it. So you couldn't really like, you know, pick me out of a lineup. If you saw me on the street, like you wouldn't go, oh, that's her, right. you know, like there she is. No, you know, it's just, it's just a little bit of a teaser. But aside from that, you know, I've never posted anything, um, about myself and, you know, I just, I get to like, I get to move around and pretty great. Not. Yeah. I mean, but I, but I'm like, I love the fact that people receive it and they like it and they enjoy the content. And it's not about that. She looks like my type or Mm -hmm. that's, I like that sexy picture she posted or whatever. And there's, and I'm not saying anything against that at all, by the way, it's just, it's something that has occurred to me where I'm like, look at this, you know, like you actually can totally do this and stay Mm -hmm. anonymous. Yeah. You know, you've, you've created a hack. You've hacked the system for yourself. I've hacked it. Way that you want to. And I think it's, yeah, it's incredible, honestly. Well, it's that lifestyle design. It's that being the architect It's just building what you want, you know, and running with it. Yeah. So, so amazing. Um, well, I honestly, we could, I, we could do a couple more episodes. I feel like we have so much to talk about this. I know. Yeah. Um, I was going to say this feels like a good place to like wrap it up and bring it home though. Um, because you have such an incredible body of work, you know, this legacy, right. Um, 
as you talked about wanting to really leave something behind. Um, where can people find all of that? And I'm so interested in the in the little free course that you talked about earlier that you share. Um, I think that would be so valuable for everyone listening to um, try that out, especially all of you that ask about like, how do I talk to my partner about this? This would be a great opportunity. So um, Layla, do it let with everybody your know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, where they can find that and where we can find you. Yes. Okay. Um, I keep it really simple. I just tell people to go to my website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. And then from there, you can scroll down to the bottom. You can click on all my social media links. You can find me on um, all those. And I'm not going to say all the handles because they're not the, all the same. So it's just easier. Go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Scroll down, link from there. Then also right there on the homepage, uh, you can join my mailing list. The, the um, little course is almost done. So if you go to the homepage and it's there, click on that. Uh, if not, just sign up on the mailing list. And then it's because as soon as that comes out, which is literally probably going to be in a few days, um, then, then you'll, if, if, if it's not up or whenever you're going to air this, um, I will be sending out an email before I even announce it on, uh, on the show. So people can jump in and start using it. And I encourage people to try it with their partners. Like, I think this is a great icebreaker. It's a great way you can work on it together or separately and then hand each other, you know, your list. And, and I mean, how fun is that? You're going to have a, you know, a year's worth of stuff or six months worth of stuff to knock off together. Or if you're single, you know, you can just do like I did and find people that want to go along for that journey. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom and experiences, I highly encourage you guys to go check out Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Um, it's wild. It's fun. It's sexy. But it's also so informative of how to live your most sexually expressed life, right? Um, Layla, thank you so, so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to have you back. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody. That's a wrap, you guys. And it was so much fun. Please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple. Tell us what you loved about the show and make sure you're following Open Late, the podcast on Instagram. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.